Welcome back to Hoosier Backcountry Podcast. This is episode one from a two-year hiatus. It's a pretty long, pretty long two years. Um, for the new listeners, uh, you probably have no idea who we are or what happened. But um, we've been around for a while. About two years ago, this was a full-functioning podcast with three to four members usually. Um, me being one of them, Seth Whitaker, you probably know Cohen and Jeremy, um, kind of the founding fathers, I guess you can say of the podcast, um, had it going, everything was good. Um, and then life just got in the way, I guess, um, just between work and life, kids, everybody kind of understands that I think. And we kind of turned it into a job, which we kind of didn't want to do. To begin with but it happened and uh eventually we kind of one by one started dropping off just got busy and eventually closed the doors didn't really want it to happen that way but that's what happened which leads us to now and um a little backstory here so if you go back i can't remember what episode probably four five six ish around there we had a, a few guests on um, on the podcast and, and told, asked them some questions and they got on, had a good time. And um, one of them goes by Zach Bronner and a working, working buddy of mine, union brother. Um, and, you know, like I said, we work together, kind of friends and stuff outside of everything. So a fellow hunter. And so that's where we click a lot. And uh, anyway, long story short, he approached me I don't know, a few months back, and he's been on my rear about, you know, starting a podcast back up, or when are we going to, and I really didn't know when, if we were going to start it back up, but um, he's been on me for, uh, been on me about it, let's say, and uh, so kicked it around, but there was other things we had to figure out too, so like I said, there was Cohen and Jeremy that was involved, and I didn't want to take anything away from them, so I contacted them, they're busy with their lives, Totally understandable, totally get it, but I basically asked for their blessing to continue the Hoosier Backcountry, and they gave it, so here we are, and I want to introduce you guys to one of the new voices of Hoosier Backcountry, and that is Mr. Zach Browner. What's going on, man? Not much. Glad to have you on. I appreciate it. So, yeah, so you've been on before, so you kind of know how it goes. We're just like a, you know, we're a laid-back podcast, uh, like kind of sitting around a bonfire, deer camp thing. Um just the good old boys. Yes, good old boys that love the outdoors, hunting, fishing, loving every day. That's right, man. So, um, but yeah, glad to have you on. This is a this is a cool new chapter of the book we're opening here. Yeah, for sure. We've talked talked before, actually, before we got on, um, kind of, you know, future future episodes that we you know we might hit on and things we want to talk about and kind of the direction we want to take this podcast, which is very exciting. Sure. Um, 
but yeah, and if you listen to the trailer slash intro um, that is posted before this, I kind of explain that, you know, we're not here to talk about how great of hunters we are. We're not. We're, <laughs> we're hunters just like everybody else. Yeah. We just enjoy it. We might give our opinions, tips, trip, tricks, um, things that work for us, but we're not pushing that on anybody by any means. Doesn't mean it's right. Doesn't mean it's wrong. Right. And we're not, we don't want anybody to ever think we're like big, you know, big white hunters and just, you know, TV personalities because far from it, far from it. We're just two, two guys that like the outdoors. Um, and that's, that's strictly it. Yep. So anyway, so there's the backstory, Zach, how about you introduce yourself? Kind of give us a backstory of yourself and well, you know, like Seth said, my name is Zach Bronner, and um, I've been on before to, uh, a good buddy of mine, Todd Clements. Uh, we did a turkey episode with you guys. Um, born and raised Indiana guy. Been hunting since I was 15 years old. Um, whitetails, doves, turkey is the main thing. Not so much doves anymore, but whitetails and turkey is kind of my thing. I used to be a turkey hunter with a deer hunting problem but times are changing now i think i'm starting to get back into the deer hunting thing uh, a little more i'm starting to enjoy it a lot more got frustrating for a few years always you know trying to close on the on the big deer was never really able to close on it but after getting a little older and a little more patient and doing a few things i'm starting to finally close in on these things a little bit so yep, yep. and it sounded like your deer season this year was one of the best you've ever had. It was. Like. You're number 20. It took me 20 years, but... Persistence. I, I finally killed, in my book... Yeah, I, know, I think in... <laughs> which you guys, as, as listener, listeners, can only go by here, but I'm sure on uh, the Hoosier Backcountry Facebook and Instagram, we'll post some pictures so you guys can put your eyes on it, too. But I think in anybody's book, this is a good deer. Like, it's a good deer. Once yeah. in a lifetime. For sure. And the thing was, and we'll get into the story here in a little bit, until I actually found him, I still had no idea how big he was until we found him. Mm-hmm. So, but it was a good year. It's very good year. Very good year. So, yeah. So that's, that's a little about Zach there. I'm... For anybody that doesn't know, I'm the same way. Uh, deer hunting to heart. Uh, turkey season is still up there on the list for me. I love the turkey hunt. Um, I would say they're 50-50, honestly, for me still. But, yeah, I mean, really, if it has a heartbeat, I like to hunt it. Um, but, yeah, deer season is, is the topic today, I guess. We're, we're starting with deer, deer season, but... Um, yeah, Zach had a very good season this year. That's where we're going to kind of pick up on the conversation there, um, which it leads to a kill. But we'll start to the beginning of, I guess, preparation, uh, kind of what went into it, your expectations of the season, and then we'll go to the finish. Okay. So, yeah, to start us off on, obviously, we're not going to give details of where we hunt. <laughs> Besides Indiana, <laughs> but, but, but tell us kind of like the, like, I guess the landscape or terrain that you're dealing with. Do you have food plots? Do you not kind of start there, the, the work and then tell us some. Um, so I have multiple farms that I can hunt all private. 
Um, I have one piece that's a couple hundred acres, and then I have a small piece that's roughly around 30 acres, um, close to the homestead. It's been my bread and butter here in the last few years. Um, they're neighbors of mine who gave me permission. Um, they're getting a little older. Uh, they have some fields and stuff. I do a lot of bush hog work for them, mm-hmm. um, so they don't have to mess with any of that, and they pretty much say, this is your place. You do what you want. Right. Um, they told me I could plant food plots and stuff like that, but working so much, it's it's hard to get back there and plant. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just kind of bush hogged a lot of the fields, and I've hunted over there for about five or six years. Um, so the 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 thirty acre piece, I've had the I've had the big piece since I was fifteen years old. Never killed anything you know giant out right. there but they're right. there don't yep. get me wrong they're right. there um but the house i've been able to kind of manage it just a little bit more um kind of how i want things to go and mm-hmm. how i feel like i can get the deer in there and um so this year i'm i'm fortunate that's close enough to my house when i get off work i can come home i can you know walk in see my kids see my wife get dressed get across the street and get two and a half three hours in for early season hunts right um, it was very slow, very slow early season for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a new guy that was wanting to get into hunting. I said, yeah, you come with me, you know, you can film, uh, you can come sit with me, just kind of enjoy it and see what it's all about. So it was slow. So he didn't see a lot. We didn't see a lot, which is kind of bumming a little bit, but I'm glad that we didn't because it kind of introduced him into a, you're not going to see 30, 40 deer every time you sit. Exactly. Yeah. You don't want to give a... <laughs> not really a false hope, but you don't want to sell it wrong. You know, hunting is hunting. As we all know, there's going to be more times you don't see anything than you see something. Yeah, right? for sure. Right. So it humbles you pretty quick when, you know, they see people, all all non-hunters see is like, oh, this guy killed something. So that's got to be pretty easy. He's probably seeing stuff all the time. Right. And then the times that he put in with me, the getting up at five o'clock, coming to the house and going and going through the woods and this and that and not mm-hmm. seeing anything of like, Hmm. I'm not sure if I'm really going to enjoy right. this kind of thing. Right. But he told me that he did enjoy it and, you know, he would be back and he wants to learn new things and, mm-hmm. and, and he was interested in it. Um, so like I said, my early season was slow. It wasn't, I mean, we saw a couple does, small bucks, nothing crazy. Um, my five-year-old got her first experience this year with yep. deer hunting. She said, I want to go deer hunting. And I was like, okay, let's go deer hunting, mm-hmm. which was Good luck yeah. to all you guys out there that take a five-year-old. It's tough. Yeah, it, it's it's tough to keep them busy. Yeah, that's the big thing. And yeah, busy and patience yeah. as far as the the adult that's with them. And we didn't go super early, so it wasn't like we were going to be sitting that long. Um, so you know, I mean, just funny story about that too. You know, I take my daughter and we get into the blind, and we've been there for fifteen seconds, and she says, "I have to pee." Like we just left the house, <laughs> not even five minutes ago. Uh, so she, you know, she does her thing, and this and that. I was prepared. I had everything that a little girl would need in a blind. So, and I, to be honest with you, she probably peed in that thing like four or five times. <laughs> and I don't know if I've ever seen her go to the bathroom that much. Uh, and then you know, I introduce her. I kind of show her the camera and let her kind of run a little bit of the camera and film and give her binoculars. And right. she's got her face outside of the blind looking around. And mm-hmm. 
she was enjoying it. And, you know, with me being, a, a, I think I'm a pretty a, a serious deer hunter, it was hard for me to kind of reel myself back in to be like, get in a blind, <laughs> sit down, right. calm down. I brought her tablet, Try. I thought that, that would keep her occupied, but mm -hmm. no, I was wrong. Yeah. Now, like, that can be hard, because like, we kind of talked about this a little bit. I need to get closer to the microphone. Um, but before we started recording, we talked about this a little bit. But as hunters, especially, um, you know, like us two, we've been in it for, what, 20, 20 years. years? 20 years. So, you know, we've learned it. Um, just, we know what to do, when to do it. Uh, we put a lot of work into it too. So when it comes to time, like when it comes to like pull the trigger or make a decision, like it's, it's crap or get off the pot. And when you take someone that's un or unexperienced or first time hunting, whatever, it's, it's hard. Cause we as hunters that's done it for a while, we know what to do or what you can't do or what you can get away with or what we're looking for, but they don't. You know, so you have to reel, reel yourself back. And especially being five, you know, you're still, you don't even really know what deer hunting really is. Right. You know, besides what your dad brings home, you know, and, and talks about a little bit. So, yeah, she knows that dad does it a lot and he likes to do it. So I want to go try it too. And that's where I had to kind of try to reel myself in to make this fun for her to where she doesn't say, yeah, that was no fun. All you did was yell at me the whole time. Right. So I did my best. I did my best at it. And right at prime time she's like yeah i'm done i'm ready to go home and i was like this is what we've been waiting for the whole time and she's like yeah i'm bored i'm ready to go home so we packed up <clears throat> you know luckily it was early season so i wasn't too bothered by it packed up grabbed all of our stuff and we walked out before mm -hmm. it was the sun was even down right so that was the early season of it um me and my brother and a, a good friend of mine, well, Todd, if you've listened to the podcast before, we take a week off every year, and um, we finally hit it. We've been working so much at work. I mean, we've been six, seven days a week, 10-hour days since November of 22, and it hasn't stopped, and we're still on it. We're still grinding. grinding. I work today, and I, here I am. This is on a Sunday. Yep. Um, so we took the week off and it looked like it was going to be good. It looked like for the first time in 20 years, we were going to hit everything spot on. Um, so we were off from the 28th through the 10th of November, which in my book, we've got a chance mm -hmm. anywhere in that window. Um, the first start of it, it started kind of slow for me a little bit off the rip. I'd put that ground blind out with my daughter and I didn't really cover it like Brushing, brushing in, in. Right. I'm not a ground blind guy. Yeah. I did it so I could take her and, you know, in case there was something out there, I could sit in it. Um, so I hadn't been seeing anything on Halloween morning. I hunted and I think I saw one deer and I thought, you know what? I'm going to pull this blind. It's something's not right. Cause I yeah. see deer all the time over here. So I pull the blind, um, Halloween morning. And then next day, November 1st, First deer, first light, really nice, wide, three and a half year old, comes walking first at first uh, first light, walking right in the field edge on our side, which they have not done that the whole time. It's always been on the neighbors. Mm -hmm. Comes walking right down the trail, walking right in, and I'm thinking, really, this blind? Like that's all yeah. it took to take this blind out, right? 
Right. Make him feel comfortable again. Yeah. He came right into the woods, walked over. Um, they had a little scrape that they kind of come in and check. The buck came in. He came He, he came in the first time, just walked right into the opening. So I have a big cutout where I can take the tractor in and out um, of the woods and bush hog the field. Mm-hmm. He came in. He turned around. He went back out. And I thought, I'm going to test the waters. I want to see how they feel. It's November 1st. They got to be feeling a little froggy. Right. I hit a couple grunts. Well, it turned him on a dime. He turned around, he came right back in, and he came up to 25 yards. And we were running the the spy point, the cell cameras. Mm-hmm. So my brother and Todd, they were at a different place hunting, and they got the notifications that something had just walked by. And I said, he's at 25. My brother said, and? <laughs> Shoot him. Kill him. <laughs> and I'm like... It's November first, man. I yeah. can't. I I can't right now. I yep. cannot shoot him. I wanted to, you know. Part of me was like, you you may not get another chance. You got right. seven days to get this done, then you're back to seven days a week at work. Exactly. I wanted to kill him, but I thought, you know what? I'm not even worried about it. So he walked back out. He turned around. He walked back out to the field, and as soon as he walked back out, I caught another glimpse of another buck mm-hmm. on the other side. Big, tall, chocolate rack deer. And I was like, there's no way that deer made it across the field that fast. And I could just barely see him. I saw the frame and everything. And I was like, dude, that's a mega. I text the boys and I was like, I just saw a 150-inch deer with that buck. Right. Of course, they're thinking, okay. Okay, giant slayer. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you kill giants all the time. You know what a 150-inch deer was. And in my mind, it probably didn't. But sounded good at the time. I mean, I knew he was big. Yeah. I knew he was massive and I knew he was big. So within that time, you know, my brother actually killed one on the first. Um, you know, he let me know that he had just shot one. So I got down. You know, the movement was kind of slow on the first. It wasn't crazy. I did see some bucks cruising, but mm. got down, went down, and helped him. He found his deer. It was the second deer ever. Um, he shot him with a with a bow. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a nice buck too. It was it was it was a, it was a nice buck. A nice two and a half year old deer. I mean, as an early, this is his third year hunting. He's killed two bucks, and both with a bow. Yeah, and and three years doing it. I mean, yeah. that's that's good odds there. Yeah, because really he good. he sent me the picture. He found him by himself and mm-hmm. everything. He sent me the picture, and he or I was talking to him on the phone, and he's like, "I found him." He's like, "Uh, he's not as big as I thought." And he sent me the picture. I'm like, Psh. <laughs> "It took me like 15 years to kill one like that." Like, right. dude, you're doing good. So fast forward through that, and you know, um, my buddy Todd was with him. We go down, we get him all taken care of and get everything situated. He takes him to the um, the butcher shop. Right. He's going to have him mounted and stuff like that. So on the second, it was a heyday. I get back into the stand on the 30-acre piece, um, and there were deer everywhere. I mean, as soon as day broke, I just hear, rip, rip. I turn around, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> There's a mega out uh-huh. there. Different deer from what I saw on Monday night. Mm-hmm. I had the camera. I have this little Sony handy cam. That's how old I am. Thank you. Um, <laughs> nothing new. No Ultra 4K. No, yeah. Right. This is poor man hunting. Mm-hmm. So, But it still does a good job. Right. And I zoomed in with it, and I was like, oh, my gosh. I, I knew this buck. I, I had pictures of him. Uh, split G2s. He, he had split G2s on both sides. And... I thought, well, okay, he's out there running running does, and he mm-hmm. was grunting, and there was this other little basket that was out there pushing with him. And I thought, well, if this deer comes in, yeah, it's, it's, it's a no-doubter. Right. I'm, I'm going to shoot. 
and he he actually did finally come into the woods, but he's about 75 yards, and I tried to grunt at him. No, he he was more worried about running that little basket rack off. Excuse me. Um, he was more worried about running that basket rack off um, than he was coming to my grunts. You know, he was kind of like staking his claim, like this is my area, this and that and the other. So I ended up seeing him that morning, went back out that night. I saw a couple deer, nothing big, um, just some, you know, smaller year and a half old bucks, a couple two and a halfs that were cruising, just looking for does. Mm -hmm. um, it was a pretty slow, pretty slow night. A lot of my nights were slow this year. My mornings were pretty on fire. My my evenings were slow. Yeah, that's the same, same went, uh, with us too, that usually we're the different, like the opposite way. Evenings are usually on fire and mornings are slow, but it was different this year. Mornings were hot. Every, every single morning was hot almost. And then the evenings were slower than crap. So yeah. That's, that's kind of how we were too. Um, so fast forward to the third of November, I had messaged Todd, you know, after, after brother had killed and he was kind of flying solo. My brother was just doe hunting. So he didn't really care if he, he was telling us like, why don't you guys go together? You guys hunt and, you know, Todd was hunting a different farm, and I was hunting the 30-acre piece. And I told him, I said, because we usually film each other when we hunt the 30, because we've only got, we've got a couple setups, but it's mm -hmm. just easier if we sit together. I said, why don't we just not film? You bring your bow. I'll have my bow as well. And, you know, he comes left of the tree. You shoot. Comes right of the tree. I'll shoot. Right. I've been seeing deer. I saw 30 deer in three sits after I pulled that stupid ground blind. Yeah. So uh, why not? Yeah, right. yeah, right? So um first thing in the morning, you know, right at first light, I hadn't seen anything. I think it got to like 8:30 and I looked at him and I said, well, "Who'd you piss off?" <laughs> because I've been seeing non-stop action since I sat here. Mm -hmm. And then no more than 5 minutes later, he said, "I see a doe." And it, it ended up being a little button buck, mm -hmm. but obviously we couldn't tell at the time. And it was no more than 10, 15 minutes later, it was probably around nine, nine o'clock, probably. Same thing. Rip, rip, rip. And we thought, uh oh. Here it comes. And we both grab our bows and stand <laughs> up and turn around in the field. Mm -hmm. And we see three deer just hauling. And they come in, they get, they jump into the woods, they jump into a thicket. It's that same little basket, a doe, and then a big deer. Mm -hmm. We didn't know how big. We just knew it was a no doubter with the body size. This is a mature old buck. And the doe and the little basket slipped through. They got through that thicket. Mm -hmm. And the thicket was so thick, it grabbed that, the buck that I eventually ended up shooting, it grabbed his rack and just pulled him and hung on to him and <laughs> twisted him and spun him around. That's crazy. They scooted through and they got back into the field and he was discombobulated. He didn't know where they went. Mm -hmm. He was confused. So he turned and he actually came to us and I thought, oh, here we go. It's about to go down <laughs> here. Right. So we both have our bows and I told him, I said, he comes left, you shoot, he comes right, I'm going to shoot him. He came through, he got down in the creek and he jumped back up and I was trying to stop him and he wouldn't stop. Mm -hmm. So I finally almost like screamed at him. He actually ended up coming on my side. Of course. What do they do? right behind a tree stops all i can yep. see is the neck and the head i tried to keep my eyes off the rack but i knew he was big enough i didn't really care about it right 
Well, I'd already drawn my bow, and he took, he, he sat there at what felt like five hours, but it was probably 15 seconds. Mm-hmm. And I had him, he was, man, I hate to even say this, I want to catch some shit for this, but it was 17 yards, <laughs> and I had it set right on him. He took one step, and I fired. Well, it was it was pretty cold that morning, and I don't like the cold, so I had my bigger jacket. I had I'm not making excuses, but I'm kind of making excuses. Um, no, it's 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 called it's hunting. Yeah, right. It happens, right? So he takes one big step, and I'd already had my pin kind of set where I was, and he took one one step, and I I squeezed it off, and all I could see as soon as I shot, we just see a puff of white hair, and me and Todd both said, oh. we knew it was a shit shot. Right. We knew it was bad. We knew it was low. So the deer takes off to the south. I hang my bow up. I grab another arrow and I knock another arrow. And we both kind of look at each other and we talk. And I was like, dude, it was horrible. I mean, I barely clipped him, Mm -hmm. you know, within five minutes, not even five minutes. It was probably two minutes. I see him back out in the field. And he's running, and he's still chasing this doe. He's grunting, he's still chasing. Which is a good sign. It's it, a good sign. It's saying it, we have a chance. Yes. I mean, you didn't wound him to where he's going to die somewhere else. That's right. When we say good sign. that's. What... So he'd been gone for probably 20 minutes. And, you know, as a bow hunter, if you are a bow hunter, the sickness you feel when you know you've made a very piss-poor shot you know, you're leaning on the tree, but that's what yeah. big bucks do. They make you make stupid decisions. <laughs> exactly. Again, it's hunting. You know, it's, 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 I think we talked about this a little bit, kind of get off subject just a tad. It, it's, it's, it's not killing, it's hunting. And it's, it, it is, especially with a bow. It's, there's so many things that can go wrong and you have to be perfect at it. Yeah, you do. And it was probably like 920 or so. I was just sitting there with my, I can, I'll, I'll never forget it. I had my head on the tree with my arm and just sitting there in disgust because I practice every night in the summer into the fall. I shoot all the time at my house. I mm-hmm. shoot 20, I shoot 30, I shoot 40. I don't go any more over 40 because I've never had to really kill anything outside of 40 with right. a bow, especially. Yep. So I, I take a lot of pride in my shooting and knowing that I made that shot, it just, you know, it broke my heart. But I thought, you know what? He's still out there. I know that I just barely clipped the bottom of him. So we were sitting up in the tree. And it was, I think it was like close to 20 after 9 or something. Here comes a doe. She comes running back into the woods. And Todd said, there's a doe coming in. Do you want me to shoot her? And I said, I don't give a shit what you do. I'm about to throw up right now with that <laughs> piss poor shot I just made. I don't care. If you want a shooter, shoot her. I've listed my bow for sale on Mark Facebook. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this thing is... <laughs> it's going for sale as soon as we get down. So, and he said, well, she's breathing pretty heavy. So maybe I'll just hold off. And I was like, okay, well you might as well. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't even 15, 20 seconds later. Here comes a big deer right behind her. And I said, don't shoot that doe. That's the buck I just shot. He came in. You could see he had just a small flesh wound right. underneath, like on the lower side of his belly, mm-hmm. but you could see the blood. I and mean, you could tell that I hit him. Right. And that doe came in, and she came in to the same exact spot that I had just shot. I had gotten down out of the tree and walked over to the arrow just to kind of examine and right. take a peek so if maybe I did get him and yeah. hit, hit low gut and flame open that, yep. 
You know, I was going to do my due diligence on at least tracking him. Right, right. But for some God-given grace, I guess, I must have done something good. He comes back in. She comes right to where I had the arrow sticking out of the ground, walks right past it. He was very hesitant when he came back in. He thought, ah. Been here before. Been here. Yeah. Been here, done that. <laughs> yeah. But he came out of the creek again. And I didn't range him. I didn't have time to range him, but I've hunted this stand for five years. I know everything within my inner circle. Mm -hmm. And he jumped out of the creek. I was afraid to stop him. I was a, he was walking very, very slow. Right. I was afraid to stop him because I thought, well, if I stop him, he's going to know he just was in this ball game a minute ago. Mm -hmm. So I set it kind of at the front shoulder and squeezed it off. Of course, he took another step and I hit him back. Right. But this time it was middle body back. Just not not horrible. Not no, horrible. it was it was in the cavity. It was maybe caught liver, definitely killed gut. Right. right. Everything was a hundred percent killed gut. Mm -hmm. May have caught liver, but we knew it was a cavity shot. But I already shot this deer once. Mm -hmm. I didn't want him to get and he probably would have healed. I mean they're you know they're super tough. They, yeah. They are toughest things known to man in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Um so I squeezed it off and I hit him. I looked at Todd and I was like, what do you think? And he's like, I think you, I think he will die, but we have to give him some time. Mm -hmm. So, and that was around nine 30. So within 30 minutes, I have got two shots at this deer, the same deer. And we watched him walk away and I had my binos up and I still had my binos up that way. I could see where he was going. He did too. And then after I turned and looked at him, I was like, how big is he? He's like, I have no idea. <laughs> Big enough. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and I was like, yeah, that's kind of, I, I never even looked at his rack, really. I just knew he was a big, mature deer. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so we got down um, probably like 10 o'clock. You know, we'd text my brother and um, Todd's dad, who's retired, and mm -hmm. they said, well, we're coming over. So they come to the house. We get down. We go back to the house. And as soon as we get in the garage, <laughs> Todd opens up my fridge and he says, I have to have a beer. My nerves are shot. Oh, I, I've been there. <laughs> and been there. I was like, have a beer, have whatever you want. I'm still so sick right now because mm -hmm. most of the time when you hit deer bad like that, they're going to die, but the chances of you finding them are pretty slim. It gets hard, especially if it's more gut. There's really not a lot of blood. Mm -hmm. That's the hard part. So I said, well, let's at least plan. I know it was, I may have caught liver. I was shooting hypodermics, mm -hmm. two-inch cut. I've had really good luck with them. Um, it is mechanical. I know a lot of people don't like mechanical, but... Nope, I shoot. I love them. <clears throat> I do, too. Yep. The big cut and... There's... Not saying you want to put a bad shot on a deer, but if you do, which happens. It's, we're bow hunting. We're hunters. We're human. There's human error all the time. But you have a little leeway sometimes. I mean, you have a lot of damage going through that. I would rather make that two-inch cut with a big mechanical than making a shot that far back yeah, with... with a must explain. Yeah. Yeah. Not, I'm not picking on a brand either. I'm no. Just, just saying a fixed blade. Let's just say that. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I totally get you there. Two inch. I'd rather have two inches or two and a half, whatever they are going through something than, you know, something you can put your thumb through. Yeah. So he was, he was 17 yards on the first shot, 24 yards at the second shot. And like I said, I mean, I practice all the time, so I knew I was confident with the shot and I, I did. I mean, I, I hit it perfect high low, but it was back. I knew it was back, but like I said, I was scared to stop him and got back to the house. And I said, we're going to wait at least four to five hours. 
before we ever even think about walking over there. So it had gotten to, I don't know, 12. The boys came over, uh, Todd's dad and my brother came over, you know, as soon as we called them, like, we're on the way. I'm like, you can come. Mm-hmm. But Todd and I have been doing this together for years, and I trust him with my life. And right. in the woods, I trust him to make me do the right decisions. If I think I'm going to make a bad decision, I trust him to make the call as well. Right, right. So we had set, well, though, it started getting windy, windy, windy. Mm-hmm. And I was scared that if the blood was nil, You'd, yeah, push the leaves over. It was going to push the leaves over. Yep. So it had gotten to, I don't know, 1230 or so. And I was like, let's go at least see if we can find blood. Right. Let's go see. Let's look and see what it is. We've hunted long enough. We'll know within the first 50 yards if we have a chance at recovering him yeah. or if. Or, or just wait longer time. Yeah, or wait longer. So we, we get over there and I told my brother and his dad, I said, you guys just stay here. It's not nothing against either one of you. But the less feet we can keep on the ground in there, if we do jump him, you know, we have a better success rate than right. if you got four guys and they're tromping around. That's and true. A lot more noise. Yeah, a lot more noise. And so we get over there, we go to the first arrow, and the deer, he pretty much went the same direction off of the first hit, too. So, mm-hmm. you know, Todd and I talked, and we had said we have to be careful once we get to a certain point. That didn't branch off. Exactly. Yeah. So we started following it. And I got down and looked for the arrow on the second shot. I couldn't find it. Mm-hmm. I could not find it. And I was like, it's, it's got to be down here, back here in the creek somewhere or nothing. Because I know it went through because it was middle of the body. Right. So he got down, he looked too, and he's like, that's nowhere to be found. So we get down, we start trailing, and surprisingly, there's a lot better blood than I thought. Um, we had tracked, and then I have some trails cut through four wheeler trails basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've always heard that, you know, when deer hit like that, they're going to follow the path of least resistance. Exactly. Yep. Yep. So this deer, he did the same thing. He got, he went on the same trail to start, but he did cut across and he made it to our four wheeler trails. And then he started walking on the trail. So we started going down the hill and I was like, man, this is surprisingly a whole lot better blood trail than I thought it was going to be. Cause it was puddles Nothing crazy, huge right. puddles, but it was definite bleeding. Yeah. We had tracked. We got all the way down to the bottom. I bet we were probably 350 yards or so from where I shot him, 350. We got down to the bottom, and then the creek is right there. Mm-hmm. I know you've always hear, you, you hear people say... They go to water. They go to water when they're hit. So this place has a natural spring on it. So this creek is always full of water um, heading back to the south. So we got down to the bottom and I said, I'm going to stand on, I'm going to stand on the last blood right here. And Todd started working to the North and he's like, I got blood here. I just happened to look to my left and I was like, I have blood here. Oh, so I was like, well, the only thing I know to do is you go North, I'll go South. Mm -hmm. So he's working to the North and he's on good blood. He's probably followed at 40, 50 yards. I'm still working blood to the south, and I'm still on good blood. And I got down, so I got to the property line, and I don't go on another property unless mm-hmm. I have permission. So I called my other neighbor. Great people. They're not hunters, and they don't. They're they are they're for hunting. They're not hunters. Mm-hmm. 
And I called them and I said, "Here's the situation." And they said, "Absolutely." All right, that's that's yeah. awesome. You know, and they, they and they've told me before, like, if you see one on our side, go ahead. I'm like, "Yeah, no, no, I, no. <laughs> I'm not going to do that." I was like, "I'm always going to call you if I ever step foot over this line." And they're mm -hmm. like, "Well, we appreciate that because you never know what happens back there." And that's just the way I was taught, you know, right. when I was brought up. If you're stepping over a place you don't have permission, you call. Yep. So I called them. They said yes. Anything you need, go ahead, go look for him. I'd walked probably 30 yards on the other side, and I'm still on blood, so I got my phone out, and I called Todd. And I was like, are you still on blood? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I am too. And he's like, I'm on good blood. Mm -hmm. So I went another 15 yards, and the creek started to wrap around, and I looked, and I see something laying in the creek, a big something. <laughs> And I'm like, uh, what do you do? So I got my, I, I knocked an arrow, you know, knowing that's, yeah, it, the shot was back. Yeah. Like it wasn't, I, I didn't hit lung, heart, anything like that. So I knocked an arrow, got down to my knee, pulled my binoculars out and I'm looking at him. I'm like, it's him. Mm -hmm. It's definitely a deer. And he's got his nose down, but he's got his nose kind of in the Creek and I'm seeing bubbles. Uh, breathing coming out of the water yeah so what you think is breathing, breathing right? right so i knock it and i'm walking to him real slow i start making some noise he did oh it's probably it had to be escaping. something inner yeah escaping but i thought this this sucker's still alive <laughs> so i let out the woohoo <laughs> yeah and Todd comes over, you know, and we, and he's like, where is he? And I show him right there and he's like, you killed a mega. And it was, man, it was, it was a giant, mm -hmm. but, the, but the breathing in the water thing, it, it screwed me up. And I yeah. thought, well, it was his internals coming out of his nose. So his right. nose was in the water. All right. And he was, he was, he was a giant. He was one of the biggest deer I ever killed. It took me mm -hmm. 20 years to kill something like that. And so we go over and we re recover him and pick him up and. The, the, the emotions come in. Yeah, I mean, it was like almost to a crying too. So like an, a little off subject thing. My uncle, who was my second dad, basically was in the hospital at the time. Mm -hmm. um, so he didn't get to experience this with me, but he's the guy that taught me to do all this. Right. So the emotions were real high anyways. Oh, yeah. He was not doing real good in the hospital. So I kind of felt like he was with me mm -hmm. with all of this. Yep. And um. We got over and, you know, the hooting and hollering. I mean, it started. As soon as we realized <laughs> what had just happened, mm -hmm. you know, shooting this deer, the hooting and hollering started. We, I called my brother. I called everybody. They come. They're like, what do you want to do? I'm like, get over here and look at this thing. <laughs> they come down the hill and they look at it and they're like, good Lord. So, because we, we've never shot giants. Right. Like my family right. does. We, you know, we shoot stuff that we appreciate we, we're not big mega giant killers because right. we're realists yeah exactly right i mean we don't have the the huge farms that hold stuff like that nothing against those guys if you mm -hmm. have them shoot them right i'm have just jealous i'm just a jealous talker all I am. exactly but no i mean how we hunt here at least in indiana i'm not saying you can't have property that holds big ones because there are those properties but i mean they call them once in a lifetime deer for a reason you know, and, and hopefully that's not your only one. 
but you never know. I mean, you took you 20 years to get that one. So. Yeah, you never know. I mean, you're 100% right. So we get to it and we do, you know, the whole photo shoot. Uh, obviously, we're, if anybody listening gets to see the pictures, we're not the best at taking pictures because <laughs> we're more about getting back to the house and let the party start. Exactly. I mean, we're not doing it for a magazine cover. We're not doing it for sponsors. We're not, and nothing against those dudes, just jealous. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we, you know, we get him. We go back and get the four-wheeler and get him drug up. And I'm trying not to drag him too much because obviously I'm going to get this thing mounted. Right. It's the best deer I ever killed. So we get him back to the house. I'm not big into scoring. I don't really do scoring because I've never had anything like that mm-hmm. to score. But my buddy's dad's like, do you want, we should score this. And I'm like, yeah, we should. I said, go ahead. And he's like, I've, I've scored a bunch of them. I've, I've always been within five eight inches of it so mm-hmm. i thought close enough go for it right granted there i mean we were drinking beer we were drinking beer <laughs> of course of course so after the celebration and stuff there was beers flowing and stuff so he we ended up measuring i know he did mess up one measurement i know he did but we ended up measuring the, the deer at 168 and five eighths mm-hmm. is what he ended up scoring so I know he's in the ballpark of the... I would say he's more in the lower 60s. Yeah. I mean, I've seen the... You showed me the pictures, too. I would I would agree. It's it's close. Yeah, it's real it, close. It's real close. So he's, he's got the mass. He, he carries the mass. He's got uh, 10 and a quarter twos, mm-hmm. almost nine inch threes. How many points was it? He, he, was, he was 10, and he had some weird inside little... Like a kicker? Kicker point. Oh, okay. Um his fours, one was almost five inches, one was two. He was like 16, 16 inside, but the mass measurement uh, measurements, he was uh, he was close to like six and a half, seven inches on the base, and four and five all the way out through. So he had the mass that carried through, and I know the pictures don't do it justice, but I'm going to end up getting him officially scored. Yep. So either we're just absolutely terrible at judging it, but once we know what the official score is, you know, yeah, we'll update it or however. But and I told Zach this too. It in in hunting, which don't get me wrong, I, I think everybody when they kill a big deer, we want to get it scored. You want to know what it scores. That's that's part of it, right? But regardless, it's a trophy. It's a trophy for Zach. It's the huh. biggest buck he's ever killed. Period. No doubt. So you're happy regardless. Now I. It, it's 100% way bigger than 130, but I'm just saying this for an example. Even if it came back as a 130, which it won't, he's still excited about it. It's still a trophy. It's still a, the biggest buck he's ever killed. 100%. So scoring, take that out of it. It's it's a it's a nice, respectable, really, really nice deer. So, But, yeah, I would definitely agree with the 160 range. I mean, it's he's there. I think, I think he's right in the low 160s, which... The year previous, I killed a 130, and I thought, Psh, this is a mega. I'll never kill anything bigger than this. Mm-hmm. And I was completely happy with that. Right. You know, and I shot it with a gun. But this one, to have a bow kill and everything that was going on in my life and with my uncle and stuff like that and not being there because he was always there, mm-hmm. but to even have my best friend with me. And then my brother was, you know, he was rooting for us and at the house. And there's a lot of emotions that went into it, and it was kind of weird. So... Not to get too far off subject, but my uncle did end up passing away. Um, but my wife kind of did said like this thing, like 
And she didn't even like mean it like this, but she said kind of like, the Lord giveth, Lord taketh away. Yeah. yeah. So to find this deer, but then we ended up losing him about a month later. Yeah, it was kind of, it, it's, it's tough. It's tough. It is. So, I mean, but like I said, he's the one that, but that sh- showed me everything. So now I get to pass it on to my brother. He's a new hunter. He's a new beginning hunter. So everything yep. he showed me, I get to show him now. So it's not like he's, I mean, he's gone, but. He's always with us. But that's that's the thing about hunting, man. It's it's not even about the killing most of the time. It's about I mean, you know, he got you started in it. Yep. He he passed down his knowledge and his experiences to you, and then you put them into effect. Let's just you know, and and then you killed a nice one, and now you can pass that. So he 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 really lives with you forever. Oh, for sure. He, you know, I mean, he's always he is. You're right. He's always there, and that's the cool thing about hunting too. It's it's not about they're killing the biggest buck you possibly can. Don't get me wrong, we all want to kill a big deer, but it's just about the experiences and what you're, you know, I can say the same thing. You know, my dad taught me things. So I can, so when he goes one day, I still have a piece of my dad, you know, to to enjoy and use and then pass to my son and so forth. It's, they're always there, man. And, and that's a cool story too. Just, I hate that, you know, how it ended with yeah, your uncle, sure. but, but there was a bright side to the story too. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and he was there and it was kind of like a, Oh my gosh, you know, like, yeah. Cause he'd seen the pictures. Cause I sent him the pictures in the hospital. My mom showed him and he knew my brother had killed one. So he was still coherent enough to my brother killed one. And then my mom showed him and she's, <laughs> she said he'd smiled and he was like, that's a big deer. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, he was still around to know that there was big deer and, and then she'd said, you know, Zach killed one. She, he said, what? I thought Josh killed one. And she said, they both did. And he's like, really? <laughs> so, you know, yeah, it was sad the way that it ended. But like I said, I mean, he's the foundation of right. my hunting life. Mm-hmm. For whoever I, I pass it on to is because of him. I mean, if you look at it this way, he helped kill it. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's 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 his deer, too, which is a cool thing. I mean, you guys did it together. Yeah, you know? for sure. Because when I first started, it wasn't it wasn't kind of how it is now, and it's no knock on how it is now. You know, whatever. Do whatever you guys want to do. But when I first started, it was compound bow. You have to prove to me you can hit a pie plate with five arrows at 20 yards before I ever you step foot in the woods. Oh, yeah. Same here. Same here. That, that's, how, that's how it was. And it wasn't, you know, because crossbows weren't legal when I started. It was yeah. for handicapped yeah. or disabled if, people. If they had them. I don't. I don't know when. I don't know. Early they, early two thousands. Yeah. So I'm I'm not real sure. They, I guess they maybe they had them, but not to the extent they are now. Right. Exactly. Um. But. No, you worked for it. You yeah. Did. I mean, if you wanted, to, I was the same way. I'm like, I I was I still am diehard hunter, and I wanted to go. I didn't care what it took. I was going to do it. Same thing. My dad's like, you got to hit, hit a pie plate at twenty yards consistently. Yep. I mean, he he'd give you one flyer here and there because that's that's part of it, but consistent pie play at 20 yards and he had to pull back 35 because that's yep. indiana law so yep. yeah i mean you had to work for that crap you did i mean that's how it all started too i mean i was shooting an old browning an old browning bow and then it was like yeah if you can pull this back and you can hold your own mm-hmm. um that year i got to hunt by myself for the first time ever and i was addicted right the first time i saw a deer i thought yeah this is this is for me. This is it. This is this is something I've never felt before. All right. Yep. It's it's definitely addicting. And we talked about this too. You know, hunting um and I've heard other people say this too. It comes in phases, right? So when you first start hunting, 
it's, I just want to kill something. Well, at first you get into it. It's like, okay, I want to hunt because my dad or grandpa or you've heard someone else talk about it. And so you get in it that way, but then you actually get to hunt. Excuse me. Um, that was a beer burp. Um, <laughs> Speaking of that. <laughs> do you want another one? I'm going to grab, grab one. Quick. But, um, you know, when you first start hunting and you, you actually put the work in to actually be able to, to draw a bow back and go and kill something. I, when I first started out, I think, my, you know, my dad was the one that did all the scouting and, and hanging the stands. I mean, I went with him, but I didn't really understand it. I was more focused on shooting my bow, making sure I was accurate. But you get out there and, you know, when you first start hunting, it's, I just want to kill something. And yeah. you do. And that's great. And that's awesome. You know, I, I, I honestly, I feel like that's how it should be. Yeah, not, that should be your goal. Right. I mean, I'm not saying if a 200-incher comes out, have your son pass it. Like, no, freaking kill that thing. But... To me, if you're going out there, just shoot a deer. Get some under your belt. Get the experience, the feeling. Get addicted to it, you know. And then, but back to the phases, you know, when you first start, it's, it's I just want to kill something. Then you get to the phase where, okay, I want to kill a buck. Yeah. And you kill that, and it's, okay, I want to shoot at eight point or whatever. I want to kill so many points. And then it's, oh, it's to his ears. And then you get to the, okay, I want to kill a nice wall hanger. Just a big, mature uh, you know, a big mature deer. Right, right. And, and you, you, you know, so, sometimes people hit it earlier in their career than others. And that's how the, the rock falls down the hill there sometimes. But I would say most of the time it's, it, it's that kind of timeline. You put in the work and the time and you're sitting in trees for hours on end every single year. And you, it finally all comes together, and it's the emotion that you look back. You know, you're like, man, I started from my, when I was X, you know, X years old, and now I'm here to this years old, and it's just, it, you can talk about it all day, but it's you can't explain that feeling. It's, yeah, like it, it brings a. It, I've, I'll be honest, I've cried in the woods many of times. Yeah, <laughs> it, it'll bring a grown man to his knees and cry like a little baby. It does. It's just all the work and and the time and. The heartaches. There's a lot of heartaches in hunting. A lot of heartaches. For your, your. I mean, you had, you had a heartache, and then in the same sit, I mean, had a had a bright shining moment. But there's a lot of there was more heartaches than that in your career. I'm sure. Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah. I mean, I can remember. I think I was like 27. Had a pretty rough year. Pretty rough summer. Had some. Had a heat stroke, and from the time of like, I may not even make it back to the woods. Mm -hmm. To getting to sit for the first time and I pulled a double off with my muzzleloader mm -hmm. and then same thing. I did cry. It's right. the first time I've ever cried in the woods, but I thought, what a blessing to overcome all the yeah. crap I just dealt with for the last few months and yep. to be rewarded and just, it's it, the best thing, man. It's, it is. It's, and I mean, we we're both, you know, God fearing individuals too and, and believe that way. I'm not saying you have to believe whatever you can believe, whatever, but we believe how we believe. We believe there's a God, and I do. <laughs> I think God likes hunting sometimes. You Boy, know what I mean. <laughs> sometimes He can He can reward you, and sometimes He can humble you real quick. Oh, the humbling happens a lot more uh -huh. than than you would like, but it. I'm glad it happens too. For sure, it's it makes you a better hunter, helps the patience, and then it does make the good times that much better, man. Yeah, like when it finally happens, you're like, holy crap yeah like what happened and, it, and it it's weird because like your story you know I've, i could tell you stories like a lot of people that i know that hunt 
they have those stories where when it finally pays off, it's never like, oh, he came in 20 yards, I shot him, he dropped dead right there, it was easy peasy. No, it's usually like something chaotic. It's a shit show. Yes. <laughs> like you're up here, and then you're down here, and you're up here, and you're down here, and then you find him, you're like, oh, God, you're yeah. back up here again. It's always that, but it's hunting, you know, and that's that's where it's addicting. It's, it's Christmas every time you step foot in the woods. Because you never know, man. You never know. And any time, I mean, you just never know. That's why we go. Right. It's, I, know, I know a lot of people go for different reasons, and a lot of people, you know, they go for the meat, and they want to shoot does and this and that, but yeah. I mean, I, I want to kill a big deer. Yeah. I mean, most people want, they do it to kill a big deer, and that's that's great. Absolutely. It is. It's, it's awesome. Absolutely, it's great. I mean, I also am cool with you, shoot, if you if you're a, you know, second year hunter and you shoot a four-corn, don't be embarrassed. Right. Even you still killed him. Even a seasoned hunter who's hunted for 50 years shoot a fork corn. My only thing I would say about that though is if you do that, you better be excited and happy for that animal. Yeah, for sure. That's that's the only thing. Like, After 50 years, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the big. I don't care what size buck you shoot. I want everybody to go out to enjoy the outdoors and get those feelings and make memories with friends or loved ones, family members, whatever. Just make the memories. That's all I really care to anybody to take away from hunting for sure you know i hope everybody kills a big one one day in their life but all said and done when you pull that trigger on the animal just make sure it's you're happy about it and don't worry about what everybody else says on facebook or the internet because it doesn't matter if it's a 250 inch world it, it, you Number one in the freaking United States. You're still going to get shit. You're going to get shit. Someone's going to, oh, that's not 250, or oh, you poached it, or oh, it's bait. <laughs> it goes on. Yeah. You know? Just be happy with your kill and respect that animal because, dude, deer hunting is hard. It's hard. I mean, turkey hunting's hard, but I feel like they're, the, they're kind of dumb, too. But ter- or deer hunting is hard. I mean, you're going eyesight, nose, just instincts, and they're tough as hell. They are. So, I mean, just respect, and, and, and they live outside. I mean, you, you got to think, like a couple of weeks ago, we had negative, you know, temperatures. Yep. And those things are out there just living life. You just, know? Just, just kicking it. Yeah. No problem. We're sitting in the house at 71, 72. Yeah. Like, ooh, that's cold. Right. Oh, they don't get to come inside. No. And then how many <clears> times <throat> do you hear stories of deer getting shot? You know, you think it would kill them, and then they survive somehow. You're like, what? It's yeah, it's so it's it, insane. It just it's it's you got to respect that animal for what it is. If it's a spike to you know world class deer, just be happy. If you're gonna pull that trigger, be happy and don't make excuses about it. Just yeah, you it. don't you don't have to you don't have to make excuses because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you do. Those people weren't there when you shot that deer. <laughs> They don't, it doesn't matter. Right. They don't know the feeling that you got when you, when you shot it. They don't know what the, the work you put in to get that. I yeah, mean, you don't have to justify to Billy Bob from wherever that <laughs> what's well, not my biggest. It doesn't matter if it's your biggest or not. If you wanted to shoot that deer, shoot the deer. Right. If it makes you happy, if it gave you the jitters, shoot it. I mean, shoot it. it comes back to, you know, we, I guess we can talk about my kill this year a little bit. I, I mean, my year kind of went like yours. It was kind of slow in the beginning. Um, I would agree though, November 1st and 2nd, because I took the same week off you did. That was a hot week. It was. Which was a little deceiving though, because that week was hot and the next week sucked. It was dead. I don't, at least at my place. I don't know about anybody else. Well, seeing that, I'd heard, me and my brother heard different. We, Mm -hmm. we experienced exactly what you did and my, and a lot of my buddies at work were like, 
man, it's on fire. The woods is on fire. So we're like, we were both tagged out. So mm-hmm. I said, hell, let's just go. Right. I mean, we both have doe tags. So let's just go. And we go out there and said, we didn't see shit. Right. So maybe, maybe it was their place. I'm not right. saying it's not, cause you know how different farms yeah. are. If you get one hot doe to run through, the place is on fire. Right. Nothing's hot. It's, it's dead. Exactly. And, but that, at least mine, it was, it was slow in the beginning. Like first week in November was hot. Um, me and my brother took that whole week off and I can't remember the exact date, but it was, you know, that first week of November and really I saw a couple deer early morning. Um, and then it was like nine, nine thirty. It was just on fire. I think closer to 10 really before the time change. It seemed like it was but, late this year. Like the, the early afternoon, like, like that 10 ish 11, if you could just hang on and sit, mm-hmm. For some reason, they were moving around that time. Yeah, and moving hard. They were. Chasing and grunting. But, yeah, so, like, that first week, I'll, I'll tell a little story. That was kind of funny. So, my brother, he's hunted for a long time, but he's never really bow hunted. He's always been kind of a gun hunter, which is cool. Um, but this year, he's got into bow hunting. And so, this is his first year bow hunting. So, he's still, he's learning. He's Crossbow or compound? Compound. Awesome. So, there's a lot there, you know. Not a hater, just saying. Right, right. Now, he's a compound, so... Um, and that's, again, not being a hater, but there's a lot more that goes in the cross or a compound than a crossbow. All right. So we um, all know, we all know that. Right. <laughs> so he's learning it all from scratch. Pretty much. He knows the hunting aspect. He's just trying to learn the bow hunting aspect. But anyway, long story short, I'm sitting there in the morning and the woods get set on fire. And I had like a, he, he was to his ears. He was a good, good eight point, um, chasing doe. I never got a shot, had a couple of little smaller bucks running around. And then it kind of died off for a couple minutes. And about that time, I hear a doe come just tearing it up behind me. And I look behind me. She comes up on the same ridge as I am. And I look behind her, and I just see this massive body. And I'm like, oh, crap. So I grab my bow. And I don't know if she saw me or there was something she didn't like, but she turned around and went back to where she came from. I'm like, oh, crap, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> so Been she, there. Yeah. So she took off. Well, there's this... It was it was a big buck. He was nice. I I was I'm gonna say eight point, but he was super wide and tall. Just a I mean I would have shot him in a heartbeat. Just a nice deer. Just one of those no brainers. Yeah, I mean without a doubt. I yeah. mean, instantly I saw him. I'm like, yep, I would have shot him. Yeah. So he takes off after her. I'm desperation mode. I'm snort wheezing, grunting, like trying everything real quick. And I got him to look back a couple times, but he had a live doe, so he didn't want no part of me. And he took off and disappeared. So I texted my brother. Which they went the opposite way he was, and I was like, "Hey, you never know, but there's a there's a big buck running out here chasing a doe, so just be ready." And they're chasing, and so he's like, "All right." I think it was maybe ten, fifteen minutes later. <laughs> my phone's he's calling me, so I'm like, "Something happened." Hell yeah! And so I answered it. He's losing his mind. He's like, "I just shot the giant." <laughs> You know, I was like, you know, which one? He's like, "It was at eight point. He came fifteen yards. He, he was losing his mind." Shit. So. And, and that's something I've learned too, because I've hunted for a while too. And don't get, don't get me wrong, like the excitement's there when I kill something, but I almost get more excited when I see someone else kill something. Oh, for sure. You know, especially in like turkey season and stuff. I mean, you're, you know, you're a big time caller. Right. I am too. Mm-hmm. It's more fun for yeah us to watch other people because we've done it right. a bunch of times. Yep. I'm not trying to flex, but we've done it a bunch of times. So it's more fun to, because in my opinion, that is the hardest part of turkey hunting is it's, calling. It's calling them. Yeah. So we're still doing the work. They're making the shot, but they're still they're getting to live the moment of. Right. I killed a turkey. Right, and then and we kind of helped with it. And so, so the same thing. So for, you, you still 
killed it. Yeah, right. But you didn't pull the trigger. Right. right. And it's still for deer season and stuff. It's like, yeah, for sure, a hundred percent. Yep. And he was so I was I was shaking. I think I was shaking worse than if I would have shot it. Huh. Quite honestly, I couldn't get out of my stand. He's like, I'm gonna go look for blood. I'm like, no, no, no. I was like, how did you feel the shot was? You know, asking all the questions. And he's like, I think I drilled him. And excuse me. He's like, I, he took the arrow with him and all this. And so I'm trying to put pieces together. It's like, just, just hang on, stay in your stand, knock another arrow just in case. Like I'm going to, I was like, I don't know, 300 yards away. So I was like, I'm going to climb down. I'm going to walk to you slowly. Time I get there, we'll look for blood kind of, we'll go from there, but stay in your stand. So I do that. And, uh, we go up there and I'm like, okay, where'd you shoot him? He's like right there. So I'm looking, I don't see nothing. I see some leaves turned up to where maybe he ran off, but I'm looking for this arrow. I can't see nothing, no blood. And finally I find his arrow and it's buried in the dirt. I'm like, he's shooting maybe 55 pounds. I'm well, maybe 60 pounds. So hey, I'm what like, the hell's wrong with that? That's what I shoot. Man. Well, I mean, yeah. I shoot the, I shoot the I'm, same. I'm, I'm just well, well, well I was getting you. at because I shoot the same thing. <laughs> I think I'm at 55 or 60. I, I'm getting to the age now where shit to start bouncing off deer. I I, I'm like, shit. I know. <laughs> but so I know he shoots no more than 60, but this berry or this arrow was buried to the fletching and it, it wasn't wet. It was pretty dry day. Yeah. And I'm like, if he shot the deer and it went through, it's not going to be, I don't think it would be buried that much. So that was my first indicator. I grabbed the arrow, and there wasn't a hair, wasn't a drop of blood, nothing. Mm. And it was a clean miss. Here comes the heartbreak. That was the heartbreak for both of us. I think I was more disappointed <laughs> just because I was so excited. But that's, again, that's part of bow hunting and everything. But um, um, long story short, yeah, he, he, he missed him, and that was his humbling moment, and he realized how hard it really is. And um, he ended up killing, I think, two days later. I had a, a decent eight point come by me. I passed him. He was to his ears, but I wanted to wait for a little bigger. So I let him go and he just happened to walk right by my brother. My brother put an absolute killer shot on the thing, died in sight 20 yards. It was a great day. Or it was a morning, great morning. Stamp on the, you know, on the envelope there. It was awesome. That's but, great. I mean, he's hooked for life now. Oh, oh yeah. And that's all he talks about. He's like, dude, I'm, I'm, I don't even want to gun hunt, gun <laughs> hunt anymore. Just, just bow, 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 bow. And so he's hooked, but, Anyway, back to my season, um, I passed. I think I passed more deer this year than I ever have before, and that's not a flex by any means. That was just me being picky. And you're allowed to. We've been doing it for twenty years. So, and most guys that have hunted this long, you can pass whatever you want. If mm -hmm. you want to wait, wait. Right. It's you don't have to kill one every year. Right. If you want to do it for meat or whatever, shoot a doe. Most of us that have been doing it for twenty years, we're probably going to knock a doe off every year. Yeah. So. You want to wait, you're allowed to wait. Right. And I did. I, I shot a doe, I think it was the first or second week of season, um, October. So, I, I mean, I already had that weight off my shoulder. But I, I want to shoot a buck with my bow. That's my goal every season. For sure. I want to shoot the buck with my bow. And um, so I passed a bunch. And there was one, it was a morning. It was a stand we never hunted. And this... I, that early that morning I heard there was a scrape when I was walking and I found, I put some doe pee in it and I don't do this just because I've heard stories, but I put some on my boots and then I walked in and that morning I heard grunting and this buck, I couldn't t get a, a really good look at him, but I could tell he was a shooter, but he was coming in and there was like five does behind me and he got on them and chased them away. And then I don't know, an hour later, another one came in and it was a half rack 
And he would have been, I would say, if he had the same, you know, same side as his, the one he had, he would have been a nice, you know, good eight point to his ears. But he came 15 yards, bedded down, and then he got back up and he, 15 minutes, dude, he was 10 yards maybe. And I'm not going to lie, I had my bow in my hand. And I, there was a couple times I put tension <laughs> on it, you know, I was like, what do you do, you know? And I ended up passing him. And I, for a little bit, I regretted it. But I was like, nah, it is. I, I mean, worst case scenario, I have gun season. So I let him go. And that was pretty, I mean, I seen some other deer, the rest of bow season, but nothing really I wanted to shoot. So fast forward to gun season. Opening weekend, I was taking my girlfriend, and uh, we got her her first one. So that weekend was dedicated to her, and she shot that Sunday morning. So it was that weekend was taken up, which was, that's another episode in, <laughs> oh yeah, we're gonna have her, we're gonna have her on for sure. Yeah, that I want to I want to hear the real the real story, the real story behind all of it. <laughs> because just it goes just, back to like the my me and my five year old, yes. which is probably like the same with you and her as a beginner hunter. Right. You know, we've been doing it for so long that it takes a lot for us to reel back. And e- even though you know she's her age and my daughter's five years old, mentality wise as hunting, they're the same. Right. They're both beginners. Yep. Regardless if you're five or you're 35. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's hard to reel it back when you've been doing this shit for so long. Right. Because you, you know what you're going to do in the moment. Mm-hmm. We've been there. Right. Time and time and time again. Yep. So you're thinking, why can't you get it done? <laughs> why are you still waiting? It's right there. Yeah, it's so. right there. Like, get it done. Exactly, though. It's like we've done, we've, we've been through the learning the learning phase, which, and we've all failed. We've right. all, we've all and, failed. And to be quite honest, I'm still learning. Oh, for I sure. Know, but the big learning phase, we've been through it. So we know like when there's a, okay, he's in range. Okay. Getting broadside, blah, 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 blah. We know the whole steps. Right. And then when you take a first time hunter, it is, it's the patience thing, man. It's, it's tough. And I'll be honest, I did not handle it very well. And that was a humbling experience for me. And, um, but we ended up getting it done. She got a she got a forky, which we were tickled pink, man. That's my was, first year was a forky. Yep, same here. Yep. Same first buck ever was a forky. So, but she shot it. Everything was good. And so the first weekend was out for me. So I think the second weekend this year was Thanksgiving. Is how our season fell. Yeah, it, it felt it felt late. It was. It was real late. Which, which I'm, for I'm a cool. bow hunter, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> bow hunter, fine good. by me. Yep. But so but we I, got the crossbow thing now. No offense to you guys. Yeah. Right. So they're starting to slide into the good times. Exactly. So, yeah. So they have opportunities. They have opportunities now. Nothing against you guys. Not hating on you, but internally I'm thinking about it. (laughs) You guys are sliding into our season. Right. Exactly. But But you should. Right. It's the best time in my opinion. Right. Right. So they, gun hunters have opportunity to go and bow hunt. Yeah. Really. So, but yeah, so second season was uh, Thanksgiving and I've, to be quite honest, I've always wanted to kill a deer on Thanksgiving morning. And I've never been able to just because family and you're always eating and doing this and doing that. Well, how this year lined up, I didn't have anything in the morning. So I was like, shoot, I can make a morning hunt real quick and then still make, you know, lunchtime. So I go out, I, I use a 450 Bushmaster and I took my climber out to a new spot in our property that all private land, right? Yeah. All private. Yeah. And, uh, we took it out there. And it's a spot that I've always had my eye on. And to be quite honest, kind of go back to the God thing. So we've hunted this property thing, dude. I Honestly, I think since I've hunted. So I was 10 when I started hunting. So we've had this property. We, we could hunt for a while. And 
So I know it like the back of my hand. Well, there's this one spot in the property we've never had to stand on, but almost every year I have like a calling to this spot. It's like, man, you need to go try it. You need to go try it. You need to go try it. And there's always sign back there. I just never did. We have 500 other stands we can pick and I never did it. Well, this year in particular, we, um, I felt like kind of God was like saying like, dude, you know, yeah, you're seeing good deer here, but go hit Get this in there. spot, hit this spot. And it, it was working on me more than it ever has. So finally I broke down like, okay, I'm listening. I'll, I'll take my climber and I'll see what happens, you know? So I go up there actually the night before I went ahead and put my climber on the tree so that, that morning I could just climb up. And so I went out there, climbed up and sitting up there and it was a good spot. It was a good setup. I liked it. And it was just, it was a, again, it was the same kind of slow morning. It was, I didn't see nothing. I was like, man, this, you would think, you know, if, you know, God was telling me to do this, you would be seeing something. You know, <laughs> what yeah. going on? So do you, do you mainly hunt out of climbers or do you no. guys have a bunch of, we have some actually a bunch of lock-ons or you guys hunt a lot of ladder stands? So, yeah. So we have two lock-ons left okay. and they're the summits. So they have like a big, um, platform, big platform and they have that block system. Yep. I think we only have two of those left. The rest are um, climb or um, ladder stands, and they have like the zero gravity seat in them. Dude, that's the way to go. We we hunt a lot of ladder stands. We'll have a ladder stand and then off to the side because we film, but we don't film because we don't post anything. We film for ourselves, but mm-hmm. we like to hunt together. It's more fun with us in the stand. So, I mean. We hunt out of ladders, but we have big muddy ladders um, with the same kind of thing. There's there's no bars underneath your legs. It's like almost like trampoline material. I don't mm. really know what you call that stuff, yeah. but it's comfortable on your back. It's comfortable yes. on your ass. And yep. I'm, I'm getting to like you know 20 years into it. I'm there for like comfortability, Comfort. right? Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm there to hang out. I'm there to kill big deer. Mm-hmm. But I've I've killed plenty of deer out of a ladder stand. Yep. I know a lot of people don't like ladders. They like the mobile that's the new um, the saddle stuff. That's the new the thing. New, and yeah. that, you know, whatever. That's great. Right. I'm fat. Right. I'm out of shape. I, I, I'm not carrying that shit in. I'm not climbing trees. I'm not doing that. So right. for, for you to use a climber, hey, yeah, well, kudos to you. Right. Well, we so mo- besides those two, we have ladders. Same thing. Zero gravity seat thing. Yeah. Super comfortable. And I I love them. Now, my climber I use, it's called a Loggy Bayou. They, mm-hmm. don't make, they don't make them anymore. I got two of them at the house. Dude, they're freaking tits. They are nice. The seat on, you could honestly sit all day long. Yeah, they are nice. So I have one. So that's what I was using. It was super comfortable. So I climbed up and I don't get high on those. Yeah. I'm kind of, I'm not scared of heights, but in a climber, it's a different story. It's friction holding me up there. (laughs) And I had a close call and that's another episode, but I had a close (laughs) call this year. Oh, really? Oh, Oh, yeah. I Don't climb a beech tree. (laughs) Hell no, you slide right down. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Learn that lesson. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so I get up in this climber. It was slow in the morning. And then about like, I don't know, 830, I look over to my right. And I just see like a the ass of a deer just in the thicket real briefly walking away. And I was like, oh, crap, was it a doe, buck? I don't know. I was going to call at it. I'm like, no, I'll just sit here. And it went behind me. I stood for probably 10 minutes. Nothing happened. Ended up sitting down. As soon as I sat down, dude, I hear it. Burp, burp. I'm like, oh. So I stand back up, grab my gun, turn around, and then hell broke loose, dude. It was just ruckus and crashing and leaves and twigs snapping. My gosh. Here comes this doe hauling ass right underneath of me and kind of jumps into this thicket. And here comes a basket rack right behind her. 
I was like, well, I'm not shooting him. It's the old basket racks that yeah. get them up, huh? Yeah, they do. Because they don't know. To, you know they're just chasing. Uh, yeah, they, <laughs> it's maybe their first year of getting after it. Right. I'm with them. So he was on her. And then, so I'm like, well, crap. That was probably who I heard grunting, you know? And so I'm like, I went from the top of the mountain to the bottom. And then he came past me and he stopped by her, but I still heard grunting behind me. I'm like, oh, okay, here we go. So here comes this other buck and he comes running in and it was that eight point half rack. I'm like, they're not a past him, Bo. And he stopped at 15 yards broad side forever again. Snort wheezing. He ran that uh, basket rack off. I don't know how many times, but he was snort wheezing, just tearing up, snot coming out of his nose, breathing hard, tongue hanging out. And I'm like, dude, what do you, what do you do? You know, yeah. I mean, I almost shot him with my bow, but the one thing, in my head was it was a half rack and nothing against them, but you know, you want that full set. You, you know? do want the full set. And so I looked at him, which I did look and he, he broke off. So that's why he was a half. It wasn't like he was just deformed. He broke it off. So I'm like, well, he's still a, at least an eight. And he was to his ears. He's a nice deer. And I pulled my gun up. And I'm like, nah, I pulled my gun up. Nah. It's like, Seth, whatever you do, you better be happy with this shot. Like, you know, I don't want, like I said, I just preached it. So like, if you're going to take this, they take this deer, you better be happy with it. And the longer I looked at him, the longer I thought about it, I'm like, dude, I almost shot him with my bow. We're in second weekend of gun season. You got one he, one week left before week. it starts getting hard. Right. And and my dad was still hunting, so I was like, man, I kind of want to get him one. And I was like, no, nah, I almost shot him with my bow. It's gun season. He's a nice deer. I'm taking this thing. Yeah. Dude, I shot that thing. He, I've never seen a deer do this either. But I shot him, and he got on back his his two back feet, like stood like a human, jumped straight up in the air, landed on his back, and his horn got stuck in the ground, and he just sat there kicking. I'm like, what the frick just happened, you know? <laughs> the, doe, the doe I shot this year did the same thing. Mm -hmm. I shot her with my 44. She didn't drop like that, but she right. went straight on her back legs, and I thought, what the hell? <laughs> I have never seen a deer do that. Right. Straight on her back legs, straight up. She took two hops, and it was done. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I... Yeah. We got a whole lot of similarities here with some weird shit going on this year. But it, I've never seen he did. He got on his back legs, jumped straight up in the air, which you know a deer can jump. Yeah. And then he did like a backflip, landed on his back, and his horn got stuck in the. That's in the crazy. Earth, and he just sat there and kicked. I was like, what the heck? You know, blood going everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> right. And that that basket rack just stood there, and the doe just stood there, like, what just happened? Yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, did that just happen? You know, but. Um, all we did this year was give basket racks a bunch of favors. No kidding. We took the big boys down and they're like, thank you, brother. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Appreciate you. That was easy one for me. Yeah. <laughs> I did. He, he had a good morning for sure. Oh, yeah, I, I know that one. <laughs> because when, when I killed my buck too, after, you know, all the chaos and shit still having that, when that doe came through, mm -hmm. that, that little basket came back through, mm -hmm. right through where I just killed him or shot him the second time. And not even 10, 15 minutes later, he found that damn doe and pushed her back through. And I thought, you're well, welcome. Yeah. You're Didn't right. know if I killed my buck or not yet, but I thought, you're welcome. You owe me in two years. You're yeah. <laughs> yeah. See you in two years, brother. Right. Exactly. So, it, it, but yeah, the emotions kind of hit me too a little bit. Just, you know, I got up to him and it's, I worked hard this year for it. You know, yeah. I, I took more time off work than I ever have. And I spent more time, I think, in the woods than I ever have. And 
all that you're waking up early all the time not trying to sound like a wussy but i like to sleep in too sometimes shit yeah i mean i'm as much as we work with what we do for our job and like i was working you know Mm -hmm. seven days a week i'd ran like 30 30 40 straight this year right tens you know just constantly working so it's like uh really the last thing i want to do is wake up early every day to go deer hunting but i've wanted to right because it's what i do yeah it's who i am my kids love deer meat my wife loves deer meat she loves preparing it and cooking it and she's just as happy with anything that i kill yep you know i've never met a more supportive wife because if your wife's not cool, man, it's hard to it's hard to hunt. It, it's hard to hunt. And my wife's the best. You know, she always supports it. She's like, you need your time, you need to go hunt. And she wants me to be successful every time. But she also knows the reality of it. Right. That doesn't happen every time I walk out. Right. But she still allows me to go as much as I go and I appreciate her for and that's, that. So. And that's awesome. And and it kind of circles back too where, you know, it's more there's more to hunting than killing too. You know, like for me it's an escape. Yeah. Like as soon as I leave that truck whatever I'm dealing with life-wise it stays there and it's just me in the woods got it and you know for a guy this is speaking to the women but you know like for the guys that love this stuff and just eat sleep breathe it you know it's it's not like it's not a vacation really it is but it isn't it's it's their escape of reality you know like some women like to go shopping or go to the beach or whatever you know everybody has their escape but for like hunters that's our escape that's our us time yeah it's your small release away from everything that's going on yep and in the for, world and for someone to support that it's that's awesome and unless you do i mean because i get it when it's steer season you're gone a lot you know yeah. you're either at work or you're hunting then i get it you know you want to see your loved one and all that but um but yeah, at the same yeah, time to be, to be gone months. yeah yeah for yeah ex- i say the same thing too right. it's like i know i know it sounds like a lot but it's only a couple months right and you know, you're working six, seven days a week, so you're obviously not home. So mm-hmm. she wants you home. Your kids want you home. But then, you know, they're also supportive in the passion you have. So you're not home, but you're hunting, and she's like, go hunt. Right. We're good. Yep. We got this. Like, yep. And that makes it a lot more enjoyable, too. Yeah, because you don't feel guilty sitting there. Because I know a lot right. of us, when we go, you know, a lot of the guys that work so much, and you want to be home with your kids because you work so damn much to provide for all your kids. You want to be home. Mm-hmm. But selfishly, you want to be in the woods, because right. we're deer hunters. Right, like we're we're hunters. We right. want to be in the woods. We want to kill stuff. We and want it, we want to be in the woods. Right, and it it does provide for the family. Like, cause we eat deer meat. Just I mean, we eat it a lot too. Oh, we so, eat it. My kids would rather eat deer meat than cow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they really would. Yeah, and it, the, this money it saves. I mean. I spend a lot of deer hunting stuff. Oh, I mean, but who doesn't? Shit, but, now getting a process nowadays costs right, a fortune. It does. I, I'm too damn busy to process my own stuff, so but, I do take it down. And yeah, you're not getting your own meat. Yeah, yeah, I've heard it all. It's, yeah, but but it's it's still. I still think it's cheaper. I think going, so too. Going to the grocery store all the time. Yeah, and and you know where it's coming from. And sometimes I want snack sticks. Sometimes I want summer sausage. Right. So guess what? I'm going to take it down there. I'm going to get it. So yep. I'm going to spoil myself sometimes. So it costs a little extra money. Yeah, it's fine. Yep. Yeah, that's that's where it's at with me, man. It's it's uh So did you finish up? Did was that was that the only thing you killed this year was the half rack and that doe. Yep. And that, and the early early season doe, yep. yeah. So I I killed a doe um like the opening Sunday, I think of gun season, which was mm-hmm. 18th, 19th of November. So I killed my doe and that was all I killed this year too. Right. So 
Now, I mean, we talked too. Your brother killed. My brother killed. You said, did Todd kill? No, nope, Todd didn't kill this year. Um, which he's got a new role, new position. He's, he's right, a busy man. Busy. He's big time now. Yeah, and then my brother killed. She shot one buck, and then my dad got a nice one. That was cool. that was that's another podcast. We're episode. gonna have to have him here too, so we yeah. can dig into him on that one. Yeah, that thing was crazy. That was cool. I will say one thing about it. What again? Back to what it's hunt. It's more than just killing something. It's when he killed. It was me, my brother, and my dad. Isn't that fun? Yeah, all sitting together in the same blind because me, oh, me and my brother were tagged out, and he was still hunting for a buck, and I was like. Hey, I like to be out there, and then why not experience it with my dad? Like he got me into this. Yeah, like I, he sat with me. There was, it's like you least, guys are the biggest cheerleaders and supporters sitting on the side. Like, right. come on, let's make and, this happen. And the way I look at it is, because there was there was at least five years he didn't hunt because he was taking me and my brother. Right. So, I, I the least I can do is sit with him. Yeah, for you sure. You know what I mean? And then it's just, it's the, I get to have that memory with it. It's me. just fun. I mean, you can sit up there and bullshit with each other. Because, <laughs> like, I, I don't know if I already said it or not, but me and brother, after we had already, uh, we had already tagged out, which, we're, I mean, we're hunters. Like, I want to be in the stand. Like, I was available on the Sunday on our last vacation. I was like, let's just go hunting Sunday night. Mm-hmm. We go over there, and then that big split G2 buck walks out. <laughs> and we both look at each other like, shit. <laughs> That's how it works, and he's though. like, I wouldn't change anything for the world. I'm happy with what I killed. And I said, I'm definitely happy with what I killed because that's mm-hmm. bigger than him. He's a nice buck. Right. And we were both just like, really? Like, <laughs> that's how it works. You're going to just bring him out right here in front of us. Like, yep. but good thing is that buck did make it. That's all. Yeah. That's he, a, he made it. So be a job. he's going to be a nice one next year. So not that, trust me, nine times out of 10, probably not going to ever see him or kill him. <laughs> Yeah. But there's always a chance. There's always a chance. And that's, that's like, I think, I don't know if you said it on the podcast, but I know you said it before. I, um, that's, it's, 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 you never know. You know, every time you sit out there, you never know. That's why you go. You go because you never know. Yep. Because it can happen at the, uh, any time, mm-hmm. any time, you know, when everything's slow and quiet and nothing happens and there he is. Yep. And the emotions flow. Oh yeah. And you lose your mind. Absolutely. So, well, we're at an hour and 21 minutes. I think that's a pretty solid episode. I think it's a pretty good intro to it. So There's definitely more we're going to hit on as far as our hunts go. I think we're going to have some more people on, do some interviews, kind of wrap up deer season, and then turkey season will be upon us. Yeah, so in the next couple weeks, I know any Indiana listeners, I know the the Deer and Turkey Expo, I believe, is the 22nd, 23rd, 24th, and 25th this year. Mm-hmm. So I'm officially going to get him scored there. Um, so on the next one, we may... We'll, we'll let you know how bad we are at scoring or how good we are at scoring. Yeah, or it, it could be surprising. It, like, could, it <laughs> really could be surprising. Right. Yeah, I mean, you just we just don't know. Like I said, I don't score deer because I don't... It really doesn't mean much to me. I, I don't really care. But this one was big enough to where I was like, yeah, we probably should take a peek at him. Right. So. It's always nice to know, at least. I yeah, mean, and then I know we got big turkey plans coming up. Yep. I think um, we both have trips planned. We got trips planned out of state. Yep. Which I I don't dabble out of state that much. I've done it once, and mm-hmm. I was successful on the time that I did. I know you got some trips planned for yep. turkey season. Mm-hmm. I think yep. my brother's going to roll with me this year um, for turkey season. That's what kind of really got him back into it. We'll have him on sometime, too pretty fresh beginner hunter but mm-hmm. 
killing his first turkey was what, or even going turkey hunting with me is like, yeah, you re re sparked it in me. He's like, right. I, I, it was nothing to me. And then doing the turkey thing has sparked me up. So yep. we'll and have him on. We'll definitely have to have, have him on. Cause I mean, we can sit here and talk about how we got into it and the spark, you know, but having a fresh, a fresh guy into it, you know, he can elaborate more like why he got hooked and you know, how it's, how it, um, got the spark going again, yeah for you know? sure so that'd be cool to have him on too but yeah we have a lot of content getting ready to we'll be pumping out we'll, we'll do some more deer and get into turkey and then a lot know, of preparation a lot preparation. of summer preparation see what we do and um how we plan to attack different deer see what deer are showing up as mm -hmm. far as running trail cameras i know you talked about you hadn't run many but you're going to start running them again yep and yep. I've still got them out. I'm still kind of taking inventory on what made it, what didn't make it. I know mm -hmm. a few that did get shot, which is cool. Right. I, they're not my deer. Right. They belong to Indiana. Right. So, um, but you just move on. Yeah. Whatever the next thing is, you see what, what approaches the next year. Yep. And you always have the ones that are on other properties and they move into yours. You, yeah. You, and that was, that. this year was a mystery buck. Mm -hmm. I never got one single trail cam picture. Never seen this deer one time. I think I saw him that Monday. I think he was what I said he was. Right. But I didn't really know it was him until, you know, I found him that day. Right. Yep. So you always have those two. So. That's, Gotta love them. It's part of it. I love it. It I is. I love it. So, well... We're going to wrap this up and call it an episode. Thank you guys for listening and staying with us for an hour and 24 minutes, which I think most of our episodes are going to be this long, about an hour and a half-ish. Sure. So, um, but we got more content coming to your guys' way. We will post this on our Facebook and Instagram, letting you guys know what's up. Um, yeah, and stay tuned. I think we're going to try to get, what, two episodes a month-ish, probably, depending on work schedules and stuff. But I think we're going to try to at least, at least get two a month out. Um, every other week so yeah, yeah we we're gonna that. we're gonna do our best on it too because you know like you'd said before you got burnout and it's not yep. a job it's right. a, it's it's for fun yep it's kind of educational it's more of just if you're sitting at work or whatever just listening back listen to a bunch of guys talk about some deer hunting and some mm -hmm. turkey hunting and some bullshit maybe get some laughs out of it right that's the biggest thing for us yep i mean i me personally i could sit back and listen to deer hunt stories all day long 100 percent. that's that's what i love so why not record it, put it out there for people to listen? And, you know, yeah. I get, especially this time of year, it's nothing to do. So, I mean, shit, everybody knows that the best conversations are in the garage over <laughs> a few cold ones. That's very true. That's where you get to hear the truth. So, yep. that's exactly right. We're doing the same thing here, drinking a few cold ones and just speaking our truths to it. I know mm -hmm. there's a bunch of different truths to it, but. Yep. And take our opinions how you want. We don't care either way. Yeah, judge us, whatever. Yeah. We got thick skin, <laughs> broad shoulders. We're union boys. We know. Yeah. We can take it, trust us. I mean, yeah, you can say what you want, but <laughs> I'll still sleep. Right. Just like a baby. Yeah. So. All right. Well, again, thank you guys all for listening, and stay tuned for episode two. Appreciate you guys. Peace. Later. <laughs>